What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Can you run down that process again, Miranda? Cody Rhodes. No, just say Cody Rhodes. Cody would go down. Well, I mean, basically, the top of AEW will will pay it off. Like, <laughs> this is already off to a bad start. Oh, Phoenix! Hey yo, why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com always use. Your head. I'd actually like to take this opportunity to wish Greg DeMarco Show best in all his future endeavors. What is up? It is a beautiful Tuesday evening for us here. Warm, finally, back in the 70s, you know. Always excited about that here in the great state of Arizona. The brand new COVID capital of the world once again. So excited about that. We're back to number one. Doing it again. Very, very excited about that. But we are here with the Greg DeMarco Show. We're recording this on Tuesday, January 5th. Release it to you on a Wednesday, January the 6th. My name is Greg DeMarco. You can follow me on all of your forms of social media at ChairShotGreg. Of course, the Greg DeMarco is part of the ChairShot Radio Network, which means you can find it over at TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Show is, of course, streaming on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google Podcasts, and so many more. So definitely go check that out. And go check out thechairshot.com. We got all of your great podcasts, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, plus all the great articles. Right now, we got tons of coverage of Wrestle Kingdom and so much more at your home for sports entertainment and sports entertainment. It is thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head really you got to go there you got to follow that chair shot media as well it's such good shit this is such good shit all right go ahead and and check out the podcast that we have and and the different streaming methods that i told you whatever methods you use and hopefully it's more than one just go ahead and like the episodes subscribe and even leave us a five-star review so that we can get that credit and continue to move up the ranks like we're doing and something's very excited uh, for us and i'll be talking about some of the new content that we've added as well but first i gotta welcome in two other people who graciously give of their time their lives and and their patience to do a podcast with me every single week. First up, it is the man who's been here since day one ish, pushing ten years, which we'll celebrate in May. You know him as the wrestling realist. You can follow him at wrestling realist on Twitter. It's W R E S T L N G 
R-E-A-L-I-S-T. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in realist and there is one in Patrick for Patrick O'Dowd. No music today? I just did it randomly once the last time. That's it. You normally don't. But expect it. The bar was raised. You that's raised the you, bar. That's you, you setting. No, that's you, you setting. Away. That's you setting improper expectations is what that is. That's, no, that's you did a thing. And, and see, then I, then I came to want that thing again. And, and that's, you, you didn't, you didn't communicate that though. Aww, well, you should just know, like nice try, we, we, we've been together as long as any other married couple okay. and, and know each other's wants and needs. I, I just don't understand why you don't understand me, Craig. Awesome. I feel like we need some counseling. I came to- okay. Okay, and the other woman who joins me every week on this program, you can Our follow therapist. her on the Instagram at the hashtag Miranda. Hashtag is spelled out. There is an I in Miranda as well because Instagram has less limitations. She is the queen of soft style, Miranda Morales. Wow. I don't really know how to follow up with that. It always is kind of an awkward spot, like jumping in while you guys are fighting. It's just like, no, mom and dad, please don't fight. I promise I won't do anything to hurt you guys anymore. I just I just come in and I don't really know what to say or do. Um, you're, you're like the worst kind of counselor. I'm not even a counselor. I don't know? fucking know. I like, don't. Even, I really Hold up an ink blot or something like. Well, geez. okay, so Patrick, I feel like let's 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 rephrase um, some of your concerns to Greg, um, so that way he kind of. That's what I think of the counseling session we're about to have. Should, should we Should we do it? Should we do it? You could. You, that, that's you, the, the danger zone cards are yours to use. I have no control over the danger zone cards. That's that's. If it's you true. so choose, then then I have no choice. That's how this shit works. But how do you feel about the danger zone card? Doesn't right? matter. Let's let's. Talk. Doesn't matter. I mean, What's it does danger? matter. Your feelings matter on this show, Greg. You know how really I feel to- about the danger zone cards. I invented the danger zone cards, so therefore I feel fantastic about the danger zone cards. <laughs> I'm letting it play. You're about one third of the way through. Patrick's even muted himself so he could do whatever he needs during Fantastic Man. Two thirds of the way through. Here it comes! I made a liar out of myself. I cut it off two seconds short. I said I was going to let the whole thing play through, and I didn't. Ah, I'm sorry. 
I'd like to take this opportunity remember, to apologize. Remember before we hit record where Greg says these shows take too fucking long? Yeah. Good job. Way to yeah. go, team. We did Wait, it. Miranda, you're going to blame Miranda, me? We did it. <laughs> you're going to blame me for the show taking too long after you oh, try no. to turn this into oh, a no. counseling I'm session. I'm this. I'm owning this. This is all. Uh, we won. We won. Mission accomplished. How is that a win? Oh, shit. Too soon. Because I find it hilarious. I don't know. Like, I'm amused. I mean, how is that really a win? Like, what did you actually win? Going to bed later? Like, what did you... I mean, I'm not sleeping anyway. We talked about this. That's true. Like, like, I got an insomnia problem, so... Well, you can join us for Chairshot Radio. You know, you want us to get right on track? Or you could just just get it over with and play some Lionel Richie, and we could go all night long. No. No, I I can't do that, because I also didn't get the greatest night of sleep last night. So, you know, I, I want to try to rectify that tonight. Cause that's you're, rare for me. I, I can sleep like a baby. Usually you were, okay. you were crossfitting too hard. No, you fit your cross. Crossfitted, hashtag you, you, you crossed into your fit the wrong way. Did, like, did you, you really can't bend your fit when you cross, man. No, it's all that's snatches not, not and games. At least and- one person sounds like she knows what she's talking about. For just, just, well, yeah, I'm, I'm intentionally making fun of your your. I don't I know want to know about your little your hobby, your little thirst trap pictures awesome. every day. Look at me! I, can't I, can't do <laughs> I take a picture every day and talk about how I don't quit. Too legit right. to quit. Uh-uh. And you should see the message that I get. Can we from get people. that? I'm gonna request that. Too legit to quit. MC Hammer. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, we can do it on the next episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show, Slacker. (sighs) (laughs) Now Patrick has to be the counselor. (laughs) He's making fun of my quarter life crisis. I'm in in the same boat as you, Patrick. And instead of, you know, I mean, like you should just practice. At least you're a quarter life crisis. That's that's just. I am That's firmly not, in the midlife crisis state. I mean, like, quarter, mid-life. quarter life is just more like uh, on paper, like government wise. Yeah. It is. It is almost to that midlife. But you know, I just uh, Dave, Dave never tells. It's me, Dave. All right, so let's move on. Let, let's. We, we've had enough fun for one day. No, we really haven't. We can have a lot more fun. Um, so what we're going to do today here shortly is do our of the years, right? We do man of the year, woman of the year, team of the year. But before we do that, got a couple quick updates before we sell some T-shirts. We are, as you guys know, and you've probably seen it all over social media and the website and everything else, we've brought back the property known as Chair Shot Radio. This show was Chair Shot Radio for a little bit. Ray Cash, Cash and Christopher Platt were Chair Shot Radio for a little bit. The DWI podcast crew. PC Tunney and then DPP, they were Chair Shot Radio for a while as well. And, and PC Tunney spearheaded this. He brought back Chair Shot Radio as a daily product that we put out here at thechairshot.com. He did the first one on January 1st. That was the plan for a month. And we continue to roll through on a daily basis. Patrick O'Dowd and David Ungar do theirs on Sundays. Christopher Platt and Andrew Belaz do theirs on Saturday. I think this Saturday is going to be Tunny and, and Platt though. And I have uh, Tunny as Monday. I have Tuesday and Wednesday and then Ray Cash and uh, Darren Mags Kirkby uh, from over the seas uh, are Thursday. And so we have the whole week covered by everybody here at the Chair Shot Radio Network. And I did my first one. It was released today, Tuesday, yesterday, for those of you listening on Wednesday. Um, and, and I ran down a bunch of potential topics of what I could talk about. And then I talked about the greatest movie ever made, 
Ocean's Eleven. And that's the great kind of content you get as part of Chair Shot Radio. It's it's because the type of property it is, we get to do things that are a little bit different, a little bit a little bit uh, off the wall. And as we continue to move forward. I think you'll get to kind of see different sides of people, and that's really the design behind all of that. So they're typically shorter in nature, although the one that that Patrick and Dave did, along with Rob, um, was a two-parter, and that was like over an hour and a half long. Kind of defeated the purpose of what we're supposed to do with Chair. Yeah, you, you can't put that. You can't put that on us. We no, because minutes. I couldn't even hear your portion, so it didn't matter. Um, yeah, that, I did one of these. Not, yes. not like this. It's exactly what it was. It was, uh, couldn't, you couldn't hear these. Patrick at all on, on that edition. And I really wanted to know what was going to happen in the 2021 NHL hockey season. And I couldn't because it was just <laughs> silence. Well, you, and then you just, you just missed, you just missed half of the 2021. You think NHL I could really listen season. to that like that? No, I couldn't. And, and it's just like, I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. Dave's talking, waiting. And I could hear you. That was the worst part. I could hear you. Right. Was the mic was you. turned down. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's I just so couldn't hear you. I had it turned up all the way. I was like, is my headset messed up? Like my earbuds messed up? Well, what's going on i i love you guys by the way because i and because this is tony's like baby like yeah. before i woke up the next morning i've got a text like we gotta fix your audio and i'm like and i, I literally looked at the oh, microphone yeah, and that. was like well that's what it was <laughs> like i just i, I just didn't notice it well and, that, and that's the funny thing is i love tony's a great guy miranda i don't know if you've ever worked with pc at all but um like, I feel like I, I need to, like, preface my, like, messages for help because he's always like, oh, my God, what happened? Did we get to blow it up? Do you need me to call? Like, what's going to happen? I'm like, bless you. It's like, no, I think I probably just did this. Like, if I text, I texted Greg and Tony the same thing. Tony's like, do you need me to call? And Greg was like, you probably did this. And Greg was right. And, and like, I just fixed it. Um, but it, he he does a great job. And he's working, re- like, he's worked really hard on this to make it a go. And oh, I yeah. promise, Tony, if you're listening, the microphone will be turned up come next Sunday. Turned. It'll be turned so that it's to 11. All right. There's actually no numbers on the. There's no yeah, numbers on the microphone. Either. I can't tell. I got to go to the fat end. That's right. That's okay. That's Not the right. 11 ish of it. Ish. 11 ish. Just write 11 on there. Write 11. Ah, so anyway, so we have Chair Shot Radio going. Go ahead and check out yesterday's edition. I also talked a lot about what's behind the new ed- version of Chair Shot Radio, which Tony did as well on the first edition, which is on January 1st, and, and talked a little bit about what we're going to continue doing in the future. Tonight, I- I've roped in Miranda Morales. We'll be recording the next edition of Chair Shot Radio, and we will be giving you our predictions and picks and a little bit of a preview for NXT New Year's Evil. So check that out now. Because of the schedule, Chair Shot Radio comes out at 8 a.m. Eastern Time every single morning, so some of the other podcasts got shifted around. So this show you're listening to right now got released at 11 a.m. Wednesday, so you got to go backwards and, and get the other one. So um, it's becoming crowded in a good way, so I'm very excited about that. But the episodes are doing well. I'm very excited about them, very excited for them to continue, and, and we'll get those going. So, yeah, go back and check out our preview and predictions of New Year's Evil. Patrick, NXT is a show that WWE airs on the network every Wednesday night with talent that's up and coming it, and could someday be on the main roster. Shows that you actually do. Well, well. I mean, I see this guy, Alvarez, puts like a number next to those letters every week. Like there's a there's another yeah, set of numbers. Too, it's as meaningless as you think it is. Appar- apparently, people get all worked up over them. They do because, you know, well, they do. They absolutely they do. do. And it's they dumb. just do. And it right. is stupid. 
And that's just the way it works. But go check out Chair Shot Radio. Go check out this past weekend's edition of Bandwagon Nerds. Very enjoyable discussion. I really enjoyed you guys just kind of going back and forth about 2020 and the things that have been going on. I really enjoyed that. Thought it was uh, very exciting. And and I'm stealing something that you guys did for the three-minute warning. So that'll be fun, Uh assuming we get there. And so, so that'll be good as well. And, and then, of course, um, just lots of great content to check out. Uh, Pot is War back this week after their holiday time. Um, and, and, of course, you know, five rounds continued. They did a watch along of the first Conor McGregor Dustin Poirier fight as, as UFC gets ready to ramp back up. And, of course, Badlands will come out this week as well. Just a lot of great content over at the Chair Shot Radio Network. We switched partners. We got a great back end partner right now in Red Circle. I've really loved working with them. They're solidly behind us. Numbers continue to grow. They're inserting ads into our podcast now, which is great because that means we can make this thing called money. And, and that's Ooh. always exciting. And, and so if you hear those ads, we try to place them in places that make sense in the shows, but sometimes they might cut things off and then jump right back in, but know that that's supporting us and the things that we do and, and very much appreciated there. And, and we're, we're, I've talked to their people about some of the things that they're working on and it's a lot of fun. So very excited to work with that brand and how they seem to care about the chair shot and the chair shot radio network. So all very important things, but yes, check out chair shot radio, check out all the shows and cause we have all the fun and you definitely want to be a part of it because that's what we got going on. Now, Miranda, there's a big sale going on at prorussingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Got that promo code new year. So let's let people tell talk about it. Let, let, let's let people hear about it. Yes, indeed, it is time for you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and purchase your very own chair shot t-shirt today as greg mentioned there is a sale going on right now where you can get 20 percent off your purchase when you use the code new year so go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and take a glance at all of the beautiful and lovely t-shirts that are available all supporting the there are over 25 different designs for you to choose from and with those designs you can choose different colors and of course yes different t-shirt styles and it's a new year new you so go ahead and treat yourself to a soft style t-shirt because you deserve it we all survived 2020 might as well go ahead and uh, celebrate by getting yourself a soft style t-shirt but of course there's other t-shirt styles that you can get as well and some very cool designs to choose from of course uh the og chair shot logo multiple always use your head t-shirts the hashtag save tag team wrestling shirt the queen of soft style shirt and of course everybody hates greg so go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot don't forget to use the promo code new years to get 20 percent off your purchase at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? 
Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. So what we're going to do today is go take a look back at 2020 and, and lots of shows will take a look back at 2020 and that, that's just what they do. And next year they'll take a look back at 2021. It's not just forever talking about 2020. We've done enough of that in our lives. We don't need to continue doing that. But we look at it as a sense of, of the big shots, right? Who was the man of the year, the woman of the year and the team of the year. And we have done that over the past few years and it's taken forever. They have been long shows and drawn out shows. So we're going to cut to the chase just a little bit and make it happen in a little bit of a faster format. So we'll jump in. We'll have some fun and and have some discussion around it. So we're going to do this very simple this time around. I'm going to ask everybody for who they think should win. We're not going to take nominations. We're not going to develop a list of six to ten. I'm going to be like, who would you give it to? And and each of us say who we'll give it to, and we'll have some differences, and we'll talk them through those, and then we'll decide who the winner is that way. So we got team of the year, woman of the year, and man of the year. Miranda Morales, which one of the three should we do first? Um, you know what? Let's let's you know. I know it's very cliche, but ladies first. I feel like that's a, a great way to start. Um, and reflect because I think 2020 was a great year for women's wrestling. Um, even with the pandemic, I think there's a lot of great uh, female wrestlers who did fantastic work. Um, took uh, you know a big chunk out of the business. Oh yeah, do say woman really. I mean, I was just telling you why. I know. I'm just kidding. I, I just literally played like a, a song. A fantastic man <laughs> for like three minutes, and I can't even give you ten seconds to explain something. It was a minute and fifteen seconds. And you, I'm can pretty your, sure. you can use your danger zone card, and you can talk all you want about it. Yeah, but no. <laughs> you could, you could. What you're saying is right. The women definitely took hold. Although I, I'd argue that they had a better 2019 than a 2020. To be oh. fully honest with you, um, but I, so it's hard to compare 2020 to anything. Anyway, it's just. You just never know. And, and so many of the top female talent were out, and, and that allowed others to come in and step up. So we will begin with Woman of the Year. So Patrick O'Dowd, who is your choice for Woman of the Year? Sasha Banks. All right. Miranda Morales, who is it your choice for Woman of the Year? I'm going to say Thunder Rosa. Patrick, wasn't that nice of Miranda to pick somebody who's not going to win? That was really cool of her to do that on the uh, – You know what? You know, here's a funny thing. I almost said Thunder Rosa. Did you really? <gasps> Are wow. we becoming best friends? That's interesting. No, no don't that? ever hope for that. And Like, that shit. No. I, but you can dream. Dare to dream. Dare to dream. I'm going to pick Asuka as my woman of the year. So let's talk through it. Sasha Banks. Um 
First off, I'm shocked Bailey wasn't selected by anybody. That's a little, a little because surprising. I feel like the year before was Bailey's year. Yes, like that was my nomination for Bailey. Uh, was honestly, the year up before. until like Helen Cell, Bailey was one of the most prominent stars on all of WWE television. It's true. I know. Mm-hmm. I I think for me it was the payoff of Sa- Sasha Banks finally mm-hmm. getting, you know, fi- finally paying off that storyline and getting her title and and, you know, outside of the ring stuff notwithstanding, uh that that kind of pushed it forward for me and i've just enjoyed her on my television screen and, and really when i when i've done this of the year thing the last especially this year because i watched a little of it it's the people that keep me entertained and sasha's been one of them uh and unfortunately with charlotte not being around i can't lol charlotte wins this thing so which you really so tried her return. years ago and, and, and got all mad when we didn't pick Charlotte. So, um, well, she did have a great year when I, when I picked it, she did. like she did, she just she went had a great her. year because you picked it. Is that, well, I mean, I, I'm an influencer. Yeah. Like yes. not, I influence people not to pick my picks. Yes. That's what I do. Yeah. So it's okay. So we've got our three. So Patrick O'Dowd. You nominated Sasha Banks. So if you had to choose between Thunder Rosa and Asuka, who would you pick? Well, I just said that I almost nominated Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. So it's – it's. I'm sorry, Asuka, it's just felt boring and kind of there. Yeah, like, and, and, I think, and I don't think that's fair year, to her. Yeah. But, like, it just – she's just kind of like – like, she got her title because it was given to her. And – then like she's just like her feuds have just kind of been like running in place stuff. Yeah. I mean, some of it's not her fault. Like people getting hurt, that's not her fault. Right. Uh, but it just hasn't felt it just it just hasn't felt interesting or compelling or exciting. It, I feel like she deserves better, to mm-hmm. be honest, than what than what she's been given. But th- that's that's why you're not my woman of the year. Is right. you you, sh- you should have had a bigger should have been a bigger deal. Okay. Miranda Morales between Oscar and Sasha Banks, who would you pick? I I feel very compelled. I don't know. That's why I keep asking if Patrick and I are becoming best friends because we're on this really odd same wavelength when it comes to uh, the the people we're talking about tonight. I I would agree that Oscar on paper has had a great year as far as starting off as tag champion, getting the money in the bank, becoming raw uh, champion, and then, you know, ending as, as a double champion now. But I feel like there's been a lot of stop gaps with her storylines and some weird storylines where she's really played second fiddle to at one point Lana, which it, it just, and, and the way that we know and are familiar with Asuka being this dominant force, it feels like she's just more um, comedic now. And I think that just happens when you transition to Raw or, or SmackDown. Um, but for someone who legit is one of the, the best in the, the in the world, in the ring, um, it, it just feels like the way that she's been, been presented is more comical and, and less serious. And uh, even though Sasha hasn't had as many title wins this year, I think her presentation this year elevated her back up as to someone who is a force to be to be reckoned with. And so I think her presentation and overall the the evolution of her this year went in an upward, whereas Asuka maybe not so much in a downward, but definitely didn't. 
you know, do anything on the scale for me. Plus, uh, you can't ignore the outside factor of Sasha Banks being in the Mandalorian. Like that's had a huge mm-hmm. impact. If you look at the advertising currently for the Royal Rumble, she's the only woman on there. When you look at the stupid tearing article that Ryan Satin did um, that, that caused all the problems with Mickey James, the tier A talents on SmackDown were Roman Reigns and Sasha Banks. She's become the lead female basically in the entire company at this point and has grown to that over the course of uh, 2020 in a year where it's very difficult to accomplish anything. So, um, you know, doing the same thing, picking between Thunder Rosa and Sasha Banks, I would pick Sasha Banks. Thunder Rosa has had a few good things this year, but most of her year she's been largely irrelevant and non-existent. Like she's, she's had her, she had a good finish to the year. I I would say, you know what I mean? I think she had a better middle than a finish, to be honest with you. Like what happened in the fall with AEW and all that, but then, you know, losing the, the NWA women's championship. And, and then she's kind of been on dark, like, you know, and and that's just the AEW. Well, but everybody's on dark. Then we, yeah. Well, and I think it's on a bigger scale too. A, A lot of the people that she's working with on dark are, are, you know, younger wrestlers that she works a lot with in Texas too. So I feel like that's also her way of bringing in new talent um, from the independent scene to a, a bigger platform. And, and maybe that's not Except everyone's cup not of tea, dark, but I, I, so I don't respect know. like she doesn't that. book that. So they're just, that's just who they're putting her with. Like she has very little influence over that. And, and if she's making people think she does, then that's sad. Um, yeah. I just think but, that oh, yeah. she's had a few good things this year, but no, I mean, I don't even think she compared to well, Oscar. I think it's, all, it's also Sasha challenging Banks. when you put someone who's non-WWE against someone who is WWE. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, you have a bigger platform. You have weekly episodic television and, and large pay-per-views to choose from. So for me, it was just more of the impact that she did do as someone who isn't signed to you know WWE. And I know there's this big deal with, with Kenny Omega uh, and his crossover to Impact, but Thunder Rosa did it first, and that was a really big deal as NWA Women's Champion to come on to Impact, or no, to, to AEW. And I think that she really did a lot to help strengthen the AEW Women's Division that's really been floundering and struggling. Um, and again, it, it, I think her presence, even now, her storyline with Britt Baker is one of the more entertaining things that they've done with the AEW Women's Division. So I think that, yes, it's it's a very different scale, but the work that she's done, I think, has really made big strides um, for, for AEW, who's needed something stable and entertaining in the women's division. But I guess my problem is I don't feel like it's been stable and entertaining. Like it's been entertaining, but it hasn't been stable because it hasn't been long. There's been no stable ish. You know, I mean, progress is progress from progress is like progress is like you could win it next year to me. That's what progress is. Progress, uh, winning, it's a culmination of where well, you are. And look here's at the him thing. whittling wait, 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 you backwards. Look I'm at him done. just tearing you down. I'm not done. Well, this I was also very not... much a devil's advocate try, trying to think, which I, I can understand. I also think he just doesn't like Thunder Rosa. So I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. That's I did, not I did that thing there. that Drunk Patrick does where he cuts Greg off. I know. Sorry, and then Greg. Miranda cut you off, Continue. cutting me off. Here's the other problem that I have. That was not a big crossover. That was an indie person being signed by AEW for some matches who happened to be the NWA World Women's Champion, which was as irrelevant as possible when she showed up with that belt. Like, that gave that belt so much relevance than, than being there. Like, that, that was almost a favor, which AEW seems to love to do. 
I would give it to Deanna Parrazzo before I gave it to Thunder Rosa. I would give it to so many people. Like, like I wouldn't give it to Britt Baker, but like there's, you know, I'd give it to Bailey before I gave it to Thunder Rosa. I'm actually shocked Deanna Parrazzo didn't get, get any love because hell, she just won Impact Wrestling's Wrestler of the Year and Knockout of the Year. And, and yeah. that to me was and, and to be honest, I'm surprised about that. I mean, I think she's done uh, a lot. Well, you're the person who covers impact. What do you mean you're surprised about I it? I know. Yeah. I'm just saying, it's not that I don't like her. I just, to me, I was kind of shocked that she got wrestler of the year with only being on the roster for such a short amount of time. And in the knockouts division is still one of the best women's divisions in all of pro wrestling. Um, so I, that I, I agree. She's a fantastic wrestler. She's also found a good place with impact, but even this is where you play the devil's advocate. Cause I've definitely praised Diana Perrazzo and you've just been kind of like, yeah, she's in a good place now, but you know, yeah. so I, I understand what you're trying to do, trying to play your little mind games here. No, but it's not a mind game. I, to be honest I, with I, you, she has where she was. And when we were talking about impact wrestling, that's how I felt. But as the year has progressed and the way she's finished the year, She's really stood out as one of the top stars in all of Impact Wrestling. Now, did that? Do I think they gave it to her for attention? Probably. Um, I also think it's a slap in the face of Tessa Blanchard. Like, hey, look, if you actually had your shit together, this would have been you. Um, and and so there, there's that. But you know, remember what I said before Tessa Blanchard won the Impact World Championship? She would not lose it in the ring, and that's what happened. So you know, I saw it coming. But that's neither here nor there. She's chilling in Mexico doing whatever. And we'll probably see her somewhere at some point in 2020, but maybe not because of of attitude issues. But those can be overcome, especially in WWE. Uh, but basically, mathematically, we've picked Sasha Banks because she right. was number one for Patrick and number two for both Miranda and I. So mm-hmm. with Thunder Rosa coming in second and Oscar coming in third. So we have picked Sasha Banks as our woman of the year. Barring any oh. just fits that anyone wants to throw. I mean, I'm happy with this. All right. So then we will move on to the team of the year. Miranda Morales will let you go first this time. You didn't want to go first this time. Patrick O'Dowd will let you go first. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I can go first. Uh, I don't mind. No, it's it's hard for me. I don't, oh, you know what? I'm going to, I'm just going to, you know what? Pass real quick. Okay. I'll go first. I mean, Moon's a good team. Moon's a great team. Moon's a hell of a Moon's team. more competitive <laughs> in this than Thunder Rosa. Um, I am going to pick, surprise to nobody, the Undisputed Era. Is that more of a what? faction? Team of the Year can I mean, be a faction. It was the Elite a couple right. years ago. Which is fine, because as Greg is saying, you know, um, what was that brand again? That's NXT. NXT. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, like next, got, but without that, the E. Yeah. NXT. And that group was is led by some dude, right? Like some really. Yes, yes, it is. Led okay. by some and they're undisputed. It's, it's an era that's undisputed. Yeah, I just needed to make sure as I um, go with a business that hurts and I'm going with oh. her business as, as my number one. And I, I think. That says a lot since they started in May. Yeah. Damn. I mean, what? in May, Thunder Patrick, Rosa what? wasn't even in AEW, so, you know, it's all good. Just, 
She might have been. She didn't win, dude. She didn't win. I know. Yeah, she didn't win. Like, this legit just perpetuates and just It's called entertainment. Remember, it's fine. I've been touting this for years. The topics of podcasts don't matter, it's the people and the conversation. Headline that comes out of this. So, so Miranda, I mean, there's no rule that says that you can't pick the same team as me. Not at all. No, you can pick the same team. There's no nothing wrong with that. That that's I mean, whoever. Maybe, there is best, wanted, maybe his best friend status coming along here. I don't know. I I just I just wanted to throw out you know another group uh, for uh, you know random sake. You know what though? I, I'm speaking of devil's advocate. I'm just gonna throw it out there. I'm gonna throw uh, guess the elite out there. Um, <laughs> Just, just you know, do I necessarily believe in that? No, but I feel like it'll, you know, as Greg mentioned, that's conversation. A, that's, a, that's a ringing endorsement. They, they broke up this year. I don't year. believe in them. <laughs> they broke up. Yeah, I mean, they broke up, but Even they your won your dog agrees title. with me. Like, I heard her. Or him, whichever dog it was. Like It was Sadie. <laughs> okay, so her. Um, Sadie, frequent guest of the Hashtag Miranda Show. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, the elite. The elite did win this a couple years ago. Also, like, like the we did give love to the elite, and and they did win this a couple years ago. So, so Patrick picked the hurt business. Miranda picked the elite. I picked the undisputed era. I'll go first this time. If I had to pick n- not the undisputed era, I would pick. It's kind of like the the what you guys did before. The hurt business was my second choice, and so I would right. be picking the hurt business if if I were. Um. Not picking this. Patrick O'Dowd, if you had to select the elite or the undisputed era, who would you select? This is so unfair because my personal biases are are really kicking in here as That's I okay. fucking hate the elite. Uh, <laughs> like I, I hate them as people. Like yeah. And you're allowed to. Like uh, so it's the and, and I love the guys in the undisputed era. Like and and I do think a war games match. It takes two to tango. We could talk about the influence of Pat McAfee. Absolutely. But but that we remember that War Games match and the and the guys who were in it. So I mean, if we were to have a top three of the next topic, Pat McAfee would probably be my number three. To be a hundred percent honest with you. I, I I can't even deny that I have not seriously thought about that as a yeah. as a person. I, and I, I don't even watch NXT. If we had a newcomer of the year, if we had a surprise of the year, if we had something like that, he was my best thing of the year last week. So, right. Um, so that would definitely, be so yeah, for me, it's the undisputed era. So Miranda, if you could uh, not pick the elite, would you pick the hurt business or would you pick the undisputed era? Well, I, w- I would, I would pick the hurt business to be honest. That was going to be my, my number two. And go, you know, I feel like they've done, you know, at first, just like a lot of factions or teams, you wonder where is this going? Um, and, and I think there was some of that uncertainty, uncertainty with the hurt business at first, but I feel like they've really come into their own. They were one of the few that actually benefited from the short lived raw underground. Um, Cause I felt like they actually, showed that they could be badass. And I wish that was more of a story for them to kind of continue the, you know, the happenings of the hurt business, but ultimately they didn't need it. And they continued and added Cedric Alexander. And that was a pretty interesting storyline. One of the better ones for Cedric anyways. Um, And, and so I feel like too, you take them seriously. Um, I mean, Bobby Lashley after got years of stupid storylines, he's now being taken 
seriously to the level to the degree that we all I think a lot of people felt like he shouldn't and could be so I think it's done wonders for everyone in that group and it's been um uh some a group that you feel interested and engaged in and and like when you see them on tv you want to see them so this group is the closest I've seen in sort of the imitation sincerest form of flattery to the four horsemen in in like look feel they're not the same they are not the four horsemen i want to be very clear about that but they really evoke that swagger yeah and that and that owning of the ring and the whole they dominate every scene they're in and it's like you go watch old nwa and that's the horsemen and the only difference with this group is is that jj dillon wrestles (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I mean, very I'm sorry. Man, very evolution, very, very all like, like, yeah. like the, you can see the shades of that. And literally, every single person involved in the hurt business has been. They li- they've literally resurrected Shelton Benjamin's career. Mm-hmm. He was irrelevant. He was as irrelevant as the NWA Women's Championship when Thunder Rosa showed up on Dynamite. And Jesus Christ, man. This is worse than me and the Rise of Skywalker on Bandwagon. <laughs> no, it isn't. You should go back and listen to Bandwagon. You bring that up more than I've brought this up. Um, well, yeah, it's, it's my gimmick, man. It's it's put the life into Bobby Lashley and made him a believable. He he loses that United States Championship. He should actually move on challenge for the world title. Yes. Yes. Agreed. MVP has been one of the biggest surprises of 2020 when mm-hmm. he was brought in as a producer and needed because of the pandemic. And... They've proven what I was touting a couple years ago that Cedric Alexander can carry the ball. Like I wanted Cedric in the new day and people were like, he doesn't have the chops to be in the new day. And I don't think they would say that anymore. Like he's proven that he has the chops to be in the hurt business and to be entertaining. And he's such a talented in-ring performer. And we all know that in WWE, that's just a threshold you got to meet. Then you got to have the other stuff. And he has the other stuff and the hurt business has proven that. And I mean, if it wasn't for the hurt business, dude, we care even less about retribution and in not only that but like everybody's talking about wanting ricochet to join retribution so him and ali can be together and that'd be fun and gives ricochet something to do i'd rather he join the hurt business and yeah i know it's because he's black and i don't care like it's it's yes they've done that would look great in a suit and that's really more of the criteria we should be judging this by whoa what's what's going on here now are you new to this patrick like no, I've I'm, never I'm been on a podcast with Miranda before. So yeah, I honestly think the Hurt Business is, is absolutely a great choice, and and going into this, honestly expected the Hurt Business to be the team of the year. Like I really did, because they ha- they are they are a unit. They are a better unit right. than anybody. I w- as much as I don't want to see the Undisputed Era on the main roster, I'd love to see them feud with the Hurt Business. Yeah, sure, especially. Do you think? Um, do you think that weird stall out in the middle of the year with the Undisputed Era heard it where like they sort of did the tease and then took the break? Like you, you've talked about it on like multiple episodes, um, like they were building something and then they paused it. I mean, here's the thing. Like they've been on top since 2017. Right. Like, they really it's have. just so hard to maintain that in this day and age. Like, yeah, the horseman, you right. reference that. But like, I don't think the Hurt Business is going to be on top in three years. Like history has just proven that that doesn't happen. And which is sad because I'd love for them to still be going strong in three years. But I think it's also very different because of the fact that with raw it's ever changing and, and not to say the same isn't happening with NXT, but I feel like NXT has a little bit more stability. And, uh, even though right now the hurt business, um, uh, is, is a, a big point. 
things could change next week and yeah. and they kind of fall into a secondary or you know tertiary storyline where i feel like undisputed era has always really stayed up on top because i feel like they've needed it too they have. uh for NXT. they needed so it I, nxt needed it so i've been it, talking it, about this the cycle for years right the yeah. wwe booking is in a cycle and if you can survive the cycle and you can manage the cycle. You can be successful in WWE for years. Look at The Miz. He survived the cycle. Look at Sheamus. He has survived the cycle. And these guys. In, and the thing is, when the cycle's down for you, when you're at the bottom of the cycle, you're still collecting that big, fat-ass paycheck. And this is what people just don't understand when they complain about WWE. Like, collect your money. Be happy. When the time comes for you to perform, perform. Otherwise, Collect your money and be happy. And the Undisputed uh, Era hasn't dipped down in the cycle until now. And and I want to go back to the question that Patrick asked Miranda, and then we'll we'll throw it to you. Um, That dip that they had was probably a long time coming, to be honest with you, because they've been on top for so long. And once Adam Cole lost the championship to Keith Lee, and then it became about Keith Lee and Karrion Cross. it was like, what do you do with a guy who just held the title for over a year, who... Honestly, at some point before he lost that title, probably had COVID, to be completely honest with you, because he was throwing in promos from his backyard for a month. Like, let's let's be completely honest here. And then Kyle O'Reilly was nowhere to be found because he's immunocompromised because, um, I don't know, I think he's diabetic. He has a condition. I know that. And, um, and, and I've known about that for years. And then, of course, Bobby Fish is injured more often than he's not. And then Roddy Strong was out there, you know, holding it together with Dexter Loomis and whoever else they could throw at him. And so, yeah, it was there was that down period where you kind of figured they were probably going to break up. And when Kyle was facing Finn Balor, and then, of course, they didn't. And then Pat McAfee came back. He came in the first time, injected life into the Undisputed Era, came back, injected more life into the Undisputed Era. And now we're probably headed towards uh, some type of fracture, which this day and age is amazing. They made it this far. But no, they did dip down earlier in the year. And um, and had they not had the comeback they had at the end of the year, I would have picked them. I would have picked the Hurt Business. Right. Well, and as uh, I just wanted to respond real quick to what Patrick said as far as I think in the long term, it doesn't hurt, though, because the fact that they teased the breakup, it almost is going to add to the story. So when they eventually do, there's going to be a little bit more history there that I think will contribute can can contribute to it. I don't know what how that's going to be written or what that's going to look right. like. But I feel like when they tease those things, even though it doesn't happen till much later on. I think it helps to make those stories and uh, the actual execution that much stronger. I have a question. How have they teased the breakup? Well, I don't, I, they've teased dissension. They've teased. How? So, well, I, I feel like some of that well, came. I don't, that, that, but, and here's the point I'm making. I don't think they have. I think we just assuming it's going to happen myself included. And, and, but if you go back and look, Adam Cole has been fully behind Kyle O'Reilly and has done nothing but shown that support. And and even when they had the, the one thing they did is when there were some backstage attacks on Cole, on Fish, on Roddy Strong. And then of course it turned out to be Pat McAfee and crew. But really it's been us, the fans, us included, who have kind of teased that dissension because we just expect it at this point. That's what we're conditioned to expect. And so we're figuring, oh, now Kyle's going for the championship. Something must be going on. And now Adam Cole and Roderick Strong are entered into the Dusty Classic because, of course, Bobby Fish can't wrestle right now. He had surgery. Um, I think it's come from us, the fan base, and not from the stories they're telling, which will probably make it a little less of a surprise when it happens because we just all expect it to happen because that's what happens. 
And, but I don't think they've really teased it at all. I think we've teased it ourselves and maybe we're doing the job for them. Who knows? But when I look back, I can't see where they've teased it. I think we're just so conditioned to expect it. We just figure, okay, this is where it happens because we all in our minds know it's going to happen. I mean, maybe, <laughs> you know, I, I, no, I, I think again, as somebody who watches infrequently, um, I can only take you, you to it, your word for most of it. I think that we've talked on this show about a, a few times. And again, this is fans being fans where they're doing a promo as a group and who's really leading, like trying to lead the group or the conversation. And then like Adam Cole's reaction to Kyle O'Reilly doing the, doing the talk. So, or doing the talking, uh, but again, I think that happens all the time in groups. Like you see it, and we're again. I think we're conditioned. Yeah, we are because it's wrestling. I mean, that's, yeah. what, and, that's what we do. Yeah, people. Yeah, turn and all I was going to say maybe it's more in the nonverbals cues. So there hasn't necessarily been anything that's been said, but maybe some of those reactions. And you're right; it could be the fans are reading it. We are reading it in one way, and it just comes off differently. But. I think you're also right too. We're conditioned to see groups break up in, in some dissension because that's what typically has happened. And in some ways it's always been better because then you can build upon those stories and you can have, you know, new programs and rivalries. So when things mm-hmm. end kind of in peace or kind of flat, it's like, that's great, but who benefits from it? Who right. gains? Them? So I feel like in some ways it would be kind of the right thing to do if there's some tension that does end up, um, uh, causing the, this group to to break up because honestly we could see some great you know programs between the members of them and why not so Absolutely. I think fans are hoping for it because it would be kind of man or blah if everyone just went their separate ways and continued to be best friends like no we all know you guys can kick the crap out of each other give me give me the fighting yeah, we've seen it with Roddy Strong, and, and we all know what Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole can do together. So, yeah, it, it's definitely, definitely there. Um, it's, it's, it's NXT has kind of broken that mold anyway. Like they didn't break up the undisputed era. They never had, they never lost Gargano and Champa. We thought they were long gone for the main roster, you know, previously, and they're still there. Like NXT does kind of buck the trend that we're used to and that we've been conditioned to, and we're. And it's hard to see sometimes. It's hard for us to see that. So. Based on our what we've talked about, the Hurt Business would then be the team of the year. So that would be the team of the year for for us. Man of the year. Two for two. You are two for two. I was going to wait and see if you went three for three before I said anything. but I No, I, I like to ruin streaks. Like I'm all about the jinx. So this one's going to be interesting. Man of the year. I am going to go first this time since you guys went first before. We'll see if I steal anybody's. I am picking Drew McIntyre. For the man of the year, Patrick O'Dowd. See, I'm really annoyed because I was hoping you would pick somebody different and make my choice easier. You don't. So you're, you're, we're allowed to have the same choices. No, 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 no. My problem is, is that I didn't have Drew McIntyre. I had true oh. two other names, okay. and so I was going to be different and pick the name that you didn't pick. But then you were an asshole and didn't pick the name. I see what you're saying. One of the two names is uh, like. So, so I'm so going I'm to actually making you the make big a decision. Dog, and I'm going to say it's Roman. I'm going to pick Roman Reigns, though. 
even if if Miranda doesn't name my other man of the year, I'm going to throw it out there anyway. No, I know. I, I, I'm going to pick this, and I don't like this because now I'm talking about someone that I hate. But it is just because that's just the way Say it goes. No, it isn't. I, you don't have to pick Randy Orton. You can pick who you want to pick. Don't pick Randy Orton. Or you can pick who you want to pick. Say it. But... but who would but you it's pick? The right thing to do. And no, that's it is hard part. <laughs> no, that's the thing. Like I, I, I think that he is like a, a he he deserves Sad the title. Man. Do I like him as a person? No. Right, but who would? Had you gone first, who would you have said? I actually, I would have said Drew McIntyre. Then that's who you should be saying. No, 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 no. Because I feel like it has to be in the conversation. Because literally, you guys have spent episodes. You spent a whole episode this year singing the praises of Randy Orton. And now that I bring him up, it's like, no, you don't got to mention him. No, I feel like I'm trying to be very objective in this, even though I don't like him as a person. You know, I it's now wrote my Drew turn. down on the paper. Well, I mean, I and I, this is why I almost solicited your guys' choices in advance, so this so that we would have doubling up, and 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 because I think it's fair. But I feel like it's a, it's a contribution because I when you come to me and you say who else, you know, it's I, not I a who else. Say, it's just a who, and that's why because here's okay here's to have, what's going to happen anyway, Miranda. When Greg throws you the the options between Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre, you've already said you're going to pick Drew McIntyre, so Drew yeah. McIntyre well, wins. No, not necessarily because my other pick, literally, you guys had my one and two picks. Now I flipped them around a little bit. So I, t- to be honest, when it comes time for number two, I'm not even sure who I'm going to pick, even though you're going to ask me in five minutes. I'm not sure because I live life on the edge and I make decisions. Whatever. Just say Orange Cassidy and let's move on. He's had a good can, year. Can I just stick with my pick? Yeah. I also thought I was going to the theme of the show. And we each have one person. That was never the theme we of the show. one person that we talked, we hated. Is that, that what the show's the not the about? Show. Is that, that, that's not, that's not the, the theme, theme of the, the show. show was that we pick who we actually think who should be the winner. And you uh, would have picked Drew McIntyre had you Well, I, like I said, I respect the man's line of work and what he did this year. I may not personally like him like you don't like Thunder Rosa. So I don't, just like, like Patrick hates the elite. See, it's all part of the theme. Oh, Okay. Let her let her have Randy Orton, dude. Jesus, back away from the back away from the votes. I swear, dude, I'm gonna Orton. Okay, he's gonna now he's gonna say we should recount Georgia as well. He's just gonna just no. Get I'm on definitely not going to say that. I, I can promise <laughs> you, I am definitely not going to say that. Okay, <laughs> Patrick O'Dowd, Roman Reigns is your choice. Right. Given the choice between Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre, who would you pick? Well, we already know the answer to that question because I think Randy Orton is had a hell of a year. Uh, and I, and I was the one like who pontificated about him an episode or two ago. I can't remember if it was last week or the week before. Well, I was the one who typed a rundown that was an entire episode about him. So. Right. Ooh, no, but I, there was some other, why don't you marry him? I, I do love Randy. I, and I think that, you know, I think that he has shown, legitimate growth as a person um whether whether or not you love him or hate him in his past does like he's been a, a terrible person and he'll tell you that um it was even part of a story but, yeah but, oh, but if you look at his year and you want to talk about backbones of a company like he has been a backbone of the wwe throughout this whole thing whether it was his return matches with edge whether it's his current storyline, 
that he he's doing with Bray Wyatt slash the fiend, whether it's him competing for the title against Drew McIntyre, he's just, and, and what blows my mind is he's still young in wrestler years. Like he's still got a long way to go if he wants to. Right. And I mean, that's the opposite the operative thing is it's about if he wants to, but I feel like of, of all the years I've watched him, this is easily amongst his best in the company. In I gotta my be opinion, honest with you. I'm shocked. You said Roman Reigns instead of Randy Orton. When we made up Roman Reigns, because Roman Reigns has had my favorite storyline of the year. Period. The reason why I'm shocked is because two years ago, you got so mad when Becky Lynch beat Charlotte Flair because Charlotte had a great year and Becky had a great short portion of a year. Yet here you are picking Roman Reigns, who had a great short portion of a year, over Randy Orton, who's had a fantastic year. Oh, I totally agree. And I get your argument. And we also know that Roman Reigns is, as you say, the big dog. And he, he makes SmackDown. He's why you would watch SmackDown. Yeah, him and Sasha Banks right now. Period. Him and Sasha Banks are why you watch SmackDown. Here and comes the big dog. He's not even the big dog anymore, but we still call him the big dog. Well, yeah. I mean. The tribal chief, if you head will. Of the table. Yes. And now it's cool to call him the big dog. Back when he wanted he, when the yeah the triple chief. But the big dog. And we kick off Monday Night Raw live tonight in Phoenix, Arizona, with the big dog. Sorry, we had to pay deference to the tribal chief. Now, now go ahead. No, we did, we did. No, I was just saying the the fact that it was such a big change, uh, and we got to see this specific Roman Reigns coming to to the ring, especially after the fact that he had been absent. Um uh, the 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 reception and the the change of persona and attitude was just all of the pieces and stars aligned in ways that only happens very, very, you know, once in a lifetime in a way. All the pieces finally came together after years of almost feeling like things were being pushed together. And I feel like that to kind of justify the t- as far as, you know, someone having a great half a year, you know, someone to that caliber could never have an entire career as good as the half year that Roman Reigns has had this year. It um, truly sucks that this hasn't been able to be done in front of live audiences. I really believe that. Like, yes and I no. just think it would be. I don't I think I, feel the, like I think the crowd would dig it. it. Oh, I do. I agree with you. I think the crowd would dig it. Now. But I think. Right now. The what were the performances were. When someone can transcend a crowd, that's a hell of a performance. Yeah. Randy that's Orton's true. done that. All three of these guys have done that. Roman Reigns, Randy Orton, yeah. and almost everybody on our list, except maybe the elite, there's, has done that, has transcended yeah, an there's audience. No, there's no wrong answer here. No, they're like right. for no. this group. Like no. at all. So Miranda, no. given the inability to pick Randy Orton, would you pick Roman Reigns or Drew McIntyre? Who we haven't really talked about at all but has literally put Raw on his shoulders from Royal Rumble until, you know, yeah. this past Monday. And and has been, you know, the guy who wanted to be the guy to carry the company when there were no fans. Yeah. As, as much as I love Roman Reigns and, and this iteration of Roman Reigns and the work he's done on SmackDown and the storylines, my gut goes to what my my first choice was going to be, and that's Drew McIntyre. And I think because one, when he won the Royal Rumble, it felt like there was really a shift. There was, you could just tell. I mean, when we went to the Royal Rumble back uh, in in 2019, um, 
it felt like that could have been his year and almost surprised that it wasn't just because of, you know, when he came yeah, back he to the company. The he was, at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he could have been, and, and now when he won this year, it felt like, okay, the master, we kind of, I saw what the bigger picture was going to be. And the fact that he beat Brock Lesnar in the fashion that he did, that so few men have ever done. That is also the big vote of confidence that they are putting the future in his hands. And, and, and he put Monday night raw on his back. And I feel like his transformation as well has been, I mean, uh, amazing, but the work he's done with Randy, though, the work he's done with everyone that he's faced against um, has not only helped elevate him, but the people, you know, he's been facing against. And it's been refreshing um, to have someone new uh, on the top of Monday Night Raw and and on top of um, WWE. And I just feel like everything has come together for him. In a year where, yes, he didn't win the championship in front of a crowd, and that is a, a moment you can never really get back, which sucks. But at the same time, um, it really shows that the company put faith in him, and he's put in the the work for many, many years now um, to be trusted in that level. And it's one that, you know, God forbid anything happen or just WWE changes their mind, but it doesn't look like it. We are going to see Drew McIntyre on the top of, of Monday Night Raw for oh, yeah. quite some time. I agree. I completely agree. And and what you said is very telling. He went from guy who needed to be elevated to guy who's elevating others real fast. Mm-hmm. Like he – and part of the reason is that he was there before the company acknowledged he was there. I think, and that's yeah. rare in this day and age. Like he was – we all could see that he was the guy – before they made him the guy. Whereas you look at some other people, it's like they became the guy. And then they had to grow into it a little bit. He didn't have to grow into it. He was there. He was there. He was ready to go. And, and then they gave him the ball and let him run with it. Um, and, and to me, he'd be a slam dunk pick, but here's the thing. I got to pick who, between Randy Orton and Roman Reigns. And that's a really hard choice because it's, it's, um, Roman Reigns has been the best thing that WWE has had probably all year. And, and it's just, um, you know, NXT notwithstanding and, and what his comeback. I mean, you remember how happy I was Miranda when he came back at SummerSlam, like I was through the roof about his return and, and, and just could not wait. And then of course, when he was with Paul Heyman and the first match with Jay Uso, when he was like, you need to acknowledge me as your tribal chief and I'm putting food on your table and everything that he was talking about. Like I feed your family. I mean, this was the the character that we needed him to be and the time that he needed to be that character. And, and that that's fantastic. Randy Orton has, has had the most unexpected year. Like it kind of started when edge came back and, and they had the interaction, the Royal rumble and then rated RKO and then Orton turns. And then you had the, the WrestleMania feud and then the greatest wrestling match ever. And then, of course, you go into the Drew McIntyre feud, which was for a long, drawn-out feud that headlined way too many pay-per-views. It was damn good. Really, really damn good. And now you've got his feud with uh, with, with The Fiend, which is like a redo of redos and is still fantastic. It feels and, fresh. And it, it feels fresh. It does. It does feel fresh. Here's a sad thing. Miranda, if you didn't give in to peer pressure and pick Randy Orton, he wouldn't be our man of the year. Drew McIntyre would. But because you did, and because my second choice is Randy Orton, you essentially gave man of the year to Randy Orton. Patrick O'Dowd celebrating, even though you even though I didn't pick three. Him. Yes. No, I, didn't um, pick him. 
I don't even care. Because between the two, I would have to give it to Randy Orton because of the consistency throughout the year. That Roman sure. left, and and not that I can fault him for leaving. I mean, hello, right. I got the same thing he has now. <laughs> and, 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 and that's... Catch uh, leukemia. You hear that, kids? You get leukemia, you come down, you get diagnosed with leukemia, you can't be wrestler of the year. No, Greg apparently not. Uh, said the yeah. guy who actually has looked <laughs> yeah that's that greg and we can turn this over to the counselor miranda morales again and she can back me up on this but that's a, that's known as self-loathing apparently so but yet i'm uh, smiling and happy about yeah it. i mean there, there definitely leaves some questions about some self-reflection this year and and also you know why uh why not why why not roman reigns oh and i'm not i mean again roman has been fantastic but i between the two, I'd have to give the edge very narrowly to Randy Orton. So, therefore, Randy Orton is our man of the year. Thanks to Miranda Morales <laughs> caving to peer pressure and not making Drew right. McIntyre her man of the year because then McIntyre would have won. So, so, so you all hold understand. On. I didn't, wait, hold, on, hold on, hold on, I didn't cave into you. Peer pressured me to pick Drew McIntyre, and I stood my ground. So, this is actually the opposite of peer pressure. I stood well, my no, ground and I did it after Patrick was like telling her to say it. The microphone, do it. I was like, do it. Yeah. Do it. Do it. But no, here, here's uh, the thing. you two both understand that I partially picked Roman Reigns because it's too damn predictable for me to pick Randy Orton, right? Like I did it too, Miranda, and you played right into my hands. No, just kidding. I was like, how convenient of you to, to reverse engineer that right in front of our faces. No, you crazy. all heard me say that it was a tough call between the two. And I went with the oh, hey, as the guy who reads the bullshit, I know what I'm bullshit. Yes, you do. You absolutely do. Now, so now 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 when I now when I say I watch AEW, that's the bullshit. You tried once. Twice. Dude, I almost nominated the acclaimed. I almost nominated well, the acclaimed as my team of the year, but that was not which one. Happen. The acclaimed. You know, I love the acclaimed. Yeah, I did. I did watch the John Huber show. Yes, which is just not. But it's not really a show, right? Like it was, but it wasn't. Like they did forward some stories. But I will say they did. They forwarded more stories that people are willing to admit on that show. Right. Yeah. They talk about how they sacrificed all storylines for that show. They didn't, they turned the dark order face and they still advance other storylines. Um, I will say this real quick before we move on, just, just as an aside, since we haven't covered that topic and we didn't cover it last week. um, That was that WWE would not have done that good of a tribute show that AEW did. And I also know for a fact that WWE held back on, the video package and everything so that AEW could do it first. And I know everyone hates mm-hmm. WWE, but they, that, that is actually true. And, and, and I commend them for that because I think they knew that that's where he was happy. All the talent in WWE, even Randy Orton was saying, RIP Brody. Like they were calling him Brody. They oh, yeah. called him Brody. I right. mean, the only person they called the Luke Harper was Randy Orton. And, and that's cause that's all he ever knew him as. And, and that's, you know, and then, you know, in the business that the names of people are called backstage are, are very strange sometimes. Um, but AEW was, was the only company that could have done that. And, and I give them all the credit and work for a company that I love to, to, to bag on and, and rag on. And they fully deserve right, yeah. what I do. They also deserve the praise for what they did. And, and it wasn't a ratings grab. It wasn't any of that stuff. It was very well done. It was very well deserved. It was, it was like the, the time, you know, 
the, the time where Cody loves to play into the stupid shit that Cody loves to play into or whatever, it actually worked this time. And, and it actually benefited somebody for once. And so I'm glad they did what they did. They made people's days. They made people's lives. They, they just did so much and it was so good. And, and they do deserve to be commended for, for what they did and, and how they did it. And I think that had it not been for a short stint in AEW, I don't think the career of Brody Lee slash Luke Harper slash John Huber ever would have been recognized for what it is. And I don't think people would have realized how beloved the guy was behind the scenes. And cause we just mm-hmm. never heard about that. Um, and usually we don't, right. Unless somebody either makes it big, which being the AEW TNT champion is not making it big. Let's be a hundred percent honest. Um, or they depart the business, whether it's, it's, it's the way John Huber did or not. Um, so very well deserved, and and I didn't know all those things about him that we've learned over the past few weeks, and and I, I think most people didn't, and the ones that claim they did are probably lying or you know worked under a mask for Chikara. I don't know, but it was very much well well deserved. So to recap, our woman of the year is Sasha Banks, our team of the year is the Hurt Business, and our man of the year is Randy Orton. Lucha-Masks.com by Pro Wrestling Revolution. Bringing you, in partnership with Mask Republic, the Lucha Brothers, as well as Japanese legend Ultimo Dragon. Go to Lucha-Masks.com and fight Lucha Strong with masks from your favorite Lucha legends and Pro Wrestling Revolution luchadores. Stay safe in style and represent your favorite luchador. Get yours now at Lucha-Masks.com, powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShop.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShop.com. Gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. The clock is ticking, and we're in the clear. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. We got three minutes, and we're out of So at the end of this year's year in review edition of Bandwagon Nerds, Patrick O'Dowd had a question. As Patrick O'Dowd always has a question at the end of Bandwagon Nerds, or at least for most of his tenure on Bandwagon Nerds, Patrick O'Dowd has had a question. The question was... Who had the best 2020? And so I am going to steal that question from Patrick O'Dowd for you guys as our three-minute warning to close out the show. Who had the best 2020 in pro wrestling? And we'll start with Patrick O'Dowd. <laughs> um, God. Yeah, it's tough. For a year that was so terrible, it's, there's a lot of good choices. So it could be a person, it could be an entity. I just want to clarify, like the definition of who is really subjective and up to you. Yeah, because my my who won 2020 and bandwagon nerds was streaming services. Right. Um, Honestly, this is going to sound weird. Um, I think The Undertaker won 2020. Um, We got to actually say goodbye to The Undertaker the way that he wanted us, like he wanted to go. And he got to John Elway his way out. And the WWE, not only with his you know, sort of farewell match, 
but the tour, the documentaries and things that he's got to like, they, they gave him the farewell tour on top of it all. And, and we got to follow, you know, all of this stuff about, about the dead man that to me, that was, that was as, as good as anything I watched like live or watched on, like the documentaries on the network have been great, but the ones following the undertaker after he hung up the, hung up the hat were, were my favorites. So I'm going to say the undertaker Miranda, who had the best 2020? Um, my, my gut really falls with, uh, Bray Wyatt. I feel like he's had, uh, a really good year with this resurgence and evolution of, uh, the fiend character and the firefly Funhouse, and how that's actually been incorporated again. I mean, last week when we talked about kind of our favorite things about 2020 and I touted cinematic matches. And a lot of that to me was because of, um, Bray Wyatt and the work that he was able to do because, he took his work out of the ring and instead of getting, you know, red light matches, we actually got to see what he could be beyond the ring. And I think it's also really telling that he's one of the few who could have engaging and interesting um, stories and matches outside of the ring. When you think kind of in the beyond and almost what wrestling may turn into, if we continue to have uh, shows where you don't have fans, where you have to continue to create content every week and you need to keep things fresh. And I was still even unsure about adding Alexa Bliss uh, to it, but I've actually enjoyed her work more now than I've had in such a long time. And that association for me is, I think, just being able to explore this other side and other facet of a, of a wrestling personality um, that adds elements of, of darkness, but also intrigue. And uh, I think out of a lot of people in wrestling, you can't really claim the amount of depth that they have like you can with, with Bray Wyatt and the fiend. It's something just kind of deeper and, and more uh, as a way when, when you describe him, there's so many words that you can use to describe him um, in ways that I think aren't really typical for a wrestler. So um, I don't know. I think that's all very high level and theoretical, but those are all things that come to, to mind with, with Bray Wyatt. He's had some ups and downs, you know, of course, but I think also constantly, you know, he continues to be one of the most intriguing assets of WWE and, and one of the wrestlers you want to watch every week. No, I, I think those, those are both great choices. I have the same answer that I gave Patrick O'Dowd to who had the best 2020. Um, I think WWE had the best 2020 of any entity out there. I really do. And here's why. And, and I thought about this myself and why they immediately came to mind. Ring of honor did a great job coming back and holding empty arena shows. And AEW has done a great job going out there in Daly's place and holding empty arena shows and then sprinkling in workers as fans. And then eventually sprinkling in a few fans here and there. Impact wrestling has done a great job holding empty arena shows and having their product and, and keeping it going and everything else. Over the course of 2020, WWE went from having to book their shows in the Performance Center to essentially reinventing their entire product right before our very eyes. Like, they came up with this Thunderdome concept, which they obviously stole from, from sports and the NBA and everything else. And they ended up with this whole brand new Capital Wrestling Center for NXT, and they had cinematic matches. And they've put on a product that is no longer reliant on fans when it had been reliant on fans for the better part of 50 years. And, and they basically have changed their business. And when 
the pan and, and, and they're still a money making entity. AEW's not making money right now. They're just being financially held up by by Tony Khan. I'm not sure if Ring of Honor or Impact Wrestling is turning a profit right now. I bet WWE is. They, they've made the changes they need to make. They let all those people go in April, and that sucked. But they did what they had to do as a business because they are a business above anything else, more so than even those other companies are. And they will never get the credit they deserve for what they've pulled off in 2020 at all. And and that's just the way it is with, with the internet wrestling community. They'll get it in the business world. They'll get it in the entertainment world and all those things that the IWC hates because they disagree with them. Um, but, and, and they're still a top five ratings get every single week and have been like, it's just insane what they've been able to, to, to do and pull off with, uh, and they're probably going to be back at the top of the ratings now that Monday Night Football is over. Like, it's just insane what they've been able to do in in this period of time. Um, and and so I can't help but even a little bit begrudgingly because of, of, you know, the Vince McMahon factor and everything else. But to me, WWE has had the best 2020. Like, I wanted to give it to Drew McIntyre. You could have given it to Roman Reigns. could have given it to a lot of people, right? But to me... Um, the company as a whole has just owned 2020 and figured out a way to make it work and didn't just do what they've always done, just do it without fans, but they reinvented themselves to where um, they made, they, if, if when the pandemic ends and arenas and other companies go back to arenas, if WWE didn't want to, they wouldn't have to. And that's crazy because they've always Mm -hmm. had that. And, And it just blows my mind to think about that fact. They could literally not have fans if they didn't want to ever again. Now they would. I know they miss it. I know they want it. But um, and that's the lifeblood of the business. But yeah, they they figured out a way, uh, in a way that's sustainable over time, and they never stopped. Never, never one stopped. So um, there's a lot to a lot to be said for that. So that's what I would go with is, is WWE as having the, uh, the the best 2020. But there's been a lot of good 2020s considering what 2020 has been. It's a shame for and with that, we end another edition of the Greg DeMarco Show. Uh, of course, you can follow me at Chairshot Greg. You can follow Patrick O'Dowd at Wrestling Realist, W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. And you can follow the queen of soft style herself, Miranda Morales, at the hashtag Miranda. Just don't go looking for that on Twitter for two reasons. Number one, there's too many characters. And number two, she ain't on Twitter. So, um other than that, yeah, it's 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 you know exciting, and and we've got a lot of good stuff going on. Patrick, do do you know what, what what's the nerd review this week? So we're reviewing the other movie that was released on streaming um, this past uh, Christmas Day. We are reviewing Soul. We did Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four last week or this past week, and so going to do the the new Disney Pixar movie. It's a good one. You should all check it out. You should also check out Ted Lasso. No. show on apple tv plus <laughs> i'm gonna sign up just so i can watch that just use i know i, I watched I, I literally watched it in a day it was it was a 10 episode half it's 10 episodes half an hour yep. and i have a free subscription until feb- february mr texting me about how i pronounce february no i it's was texting fine. you about the hard time that tony was giving you oh yeah tony and was giving you he was brutal i know um, i almost i almost snipped that out and played it today but was like no i didn't have time but no i because i thought it was i thought it was overdone i was like okay all right okay right let's move on. i'm gonna i'm gonna rewatch i'm gonna rewatch it um i enjoyed it that much uh and it's tempting to keep the subscription the show is the perfect thing for this time like with people feeling down 
about COVID and where they, where we are in the world. It is a very positive, uplifting show. Watch it if you can. Definitely, Sorry. definitely. And and there's no hashtag Miranda show this week. Uh, gearing towards possibly coming back next week to talk about Impact Wrestling Hard to Kill. Bring that year full circle. Could be a lot of fun there, but we will be doing, uh, and it's already out there now for those of you when you're listening to this, but Chair Shot Radio, a brief preview of NXT New Year's Evil. So that's going to do it, man. We are done for this week and very excited um, about all the things that we've done. We've crowned our Woman of the Year, Sasha Banks, Team of the Other Hurt Business, and Man of the Year in one. Randy Orton, we appreciate you guys being a part of that. We appreciate you listening. Following along with the chair shot, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Use the promo code New Year. Get that 20% off. Get yourself a shirt. Get it in soft style. Be comfortable. Enjoy yourself. <clears throat> Follow at Chair Shot Media. Visit TheChairShot.com. Listen to all the great products that we put out, including Chair Shot Radio, Bandwagon Nerds, DWI, Badlands, Pot is War, all coming up here in the next few days from when you're listening to this show uh outsider's edge as well lots of great content out there that you will love but we are going to wrap things up so for patrick o'dowd for miranda morales i am greg demarco reminding you to always use your head Chairshot.com. Always use your head. Fuck you, Pat. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.